Hello, everybody. Good afternoon from the Texas Apartment Association's Education Foundation. I'm Blaze Fidelari with Gemstar Construction, and we have an amazing show for you today. Joining us today, we have our usual suspects, the Kaiser Sose and Verbal Kent to my Dean Kent Keaton. Good one. Usual wow. suspects. Man, you went way back. We kind of have a crossover episode from one of our previous hints from HR, and we'll get to what this is all about, but our guest today is Jason Fine. Jason is the National Maintenance Service Director with Camden. He's about to add another title to his name. Um, He's going to be the new TAAEF host of the Facebook Live series called How to Speak Maintenance. And we're going to get to that and what that's all going to look like. Do a crossover. We're going to do a recap about the hints from HR show that kind of sparked off this spinoff series. So Jason was on in February with Iris Sanchez, a recruiter from Camden, and they were talking about hiring and being hired for different maintenance positions. So Jason, there was an abundance of information that was discussed. We talked about what to expect for job seekers in a maintenance interview and positions and for operators and how to find and retain this talent. It was a great episode. And what really stood out the most is when Iris talked about her experience being on site. There was a language barrier with her maintenance staff, and she found herself shadowing them and helping them out so that she could relay information to her residents and her vendors alike. It helps her to learn how to speak maintenance, and it was critical to the success on her property. So, Jason, you had similar feelings about the best managers that you had were the ones who learned how to understand and speak this maintenance. So can you share a little bit about that Facebook Live series on what we touched on, on how to speak maintenance? Sure, Blaze. It's really important that both sides of the house, the the inside, the office staff and the maintenance staff, both uh, understand the impact that they have on each other. They, if somebody doesn't complete a ticket on time, or if they're not communicating or using the right tools, the office staff might not know what's going on and vice versa. If the office staff doesn't know the commitments and the, the requirements that are are on our maintenance teams on a regular basis, then what can happen is is there'll be unrealistic expectations. So what we were discussing was just the fact that to to understand what the maintenance teams are going through and to understand the different components of mechanical systems that they're they're encountering day in and day out, it it really helps the on-site the office team to better kind of manage expectations and schedules and it and it helps build a strong relationship that's what uh really impressed me about that conversation no absolutely and nicole maybe i want you to kind of maybe touch base on what the why the importance of speaking maintenance why we should all how to learn how to speak maintenance from your maintenance team and on-site staff you know maintenance has a special place in my heart we should all kind of bridge that that communication gap and like jason said regardless of what side um, because if, if you're seeking to understand someone else's perspective then they will seek to understand yours and so if you look back, whether, you know, you're a job seeker that's looking to, to join, um, you know, the maintenance and multifamily um, or the office side of the house, or you already are an operator, you have to understand the contributions of both sides. And the best teams that you have worked on, or hopefully you've worked on, um, are the ones that do truly are uh, have an approach of one name, one team, to where they understand each other's perspectives, they understand the contributions, they understand the challenges. It's not just sunshine and roses all the time. What did, what does the team struggle with and how can we help them? And I think that the teams that are the most dialed in uh, and the most, you know, really receptive to hearing and learning about the other side of the house are really the most successful. And they tend to lift more without any one person, you know, kind of carrying that load. So how to speak maintenance is super crucial. And I'm so thankful that Jason um, agreed to add podcaster to his list of um, attributes because we need to get that message out there and we need to continually focus 
on, on how to speak maintenance. So I think this is a really important crossover episode. It's going to be a fantastic series. I will definitely be dialing in to listen uh, because it's it's just important for our industry. Totally is important for our industry. I think, you know, and it goes back to just communication as a whole, right? Yeah. I mean, we we can't have any broken links in a successful operation. So really learning both sides of the coin and having, dare I say, over-communicate, you know, but you really need to be on the same page in order to get the same message, to have the same goal and to be successful. So I'm looking forward to this series as well. I think there's a lot to learn from it because, I mean, we, me on the construction side and I, I, I service properties, I would love to tune in myself. And I, I highly recommend not only for, you know, maintenance professionals and office staff, but, but our supplier partners benefit from this series as well. And I, I just want to say, I, I'm looking forward to the first episode, you know, just going back to what this series, what the goal of this series is, right? We're, we're going to try to help managers and everyone in the office have a better understanding of what the maintenance teams do. And, and vice versa. Uh, what are some of the ways the maintenance staff sometimes looks at the office staff? What are some of the ways that maybe the office staff views the maintenance team and, and how could we benefit from that? Sometimes the office team can be getting inundated with phone calls from, from residents that are having struggles. Maybe they're 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 trying to research what's going on with the service request or, or maybe they just have a, a multitude of service requests that need to be completed. And and, and if a maintenance team is is behind or struggling to complete other projects, then it can kind of seem as if they're being, you know, put off to the to the back burner, if you if you will. So it's important that the office team understand what the maintenance team is going through, and and if they learn how to speak maintenance, right? That's how we kind of uh, came up with that that term. Was now all of a sudden they can understand. Well, the, the team has a bunch of uh, HVAC service requests, or they're getting the PMs done. Uh, right now to to get better prepared for the summer. And if they understand that, that they can kind of temper their expectations and be able to to work with the maintenance team and give them a little flexibility. And with the maintenance team, you know, they have to understand that if they're not spending the time and documenting things and utilizing the tools that are that are available to them to better outline their duties and what they're working on, then the office team won't even know what yeah. the maintenance team is working on. So and that's the things that we're going to discuss in these these podcasts is the impact and what each team can do to better help each other out, as well as we're going to bring in some some different HVAC experts or plumbing experts. And we're going to we're going to talk to them and we're going to pick their brains. And, and I'm excited to even bring on some maintenance supervisors from other companies to be able to, to include them in the conversation and, and maybe get a little bit more insight into what they're going through. So it's going to be really exciting. It's going to be chock full, a bunch of great information. And we're going to be able to kind of outline, you know, how to how to better understand what's going on out in the maintenance world. You know, earlier earlier this year, TAAEF started a maintenance council. We wanted mm-hmm. to really understand what are the needs and wants and how can we help bring in new talent to the industry and how can we just better support you? You know, this year we saw how critical the maintenance teams are for our properties and for our residents. And, you know, we don't always give them the due that they deserve. And so this is a way to really hear from a group of people. The maintenance council is a way to hear from a group of people on what we can do and what we can do to help them and how we can better bring in the talent that's going to be right for them. You know, this, we hope to bring on some of those folks, some of those maintenance council members, um, operators, managers, folks you can um, add to the conversation as well. And we're really excited for it. And, And I think the important thing 
that we want to also kind of convey is an intentional focus. So think about, you know, myself as an operator, I, I came and I would say 95% of us kind of came through the office route in order to be a manager, regional VP. So we had almost an inherent bias to, to maintenance unless we were kind of raised with the maintenance teams, if you will, during our career. So we have to have an intentional focus on their contribution, their perspective, uh, in order to open up that two-way communication. And so I think that the in my past, the times that I've sat down and spent that time, it's time well spent. I've learned a ton. Uh, you know, again, I it, it one I want to go get my certifi- certified and CMT and EPA now. Jason knows I'm not the first call. If, if your AC goes out, please don't. But I also wanted to just have a perspective of what my service teams did. And so I think that having that intentional focus, especially for an operator, you know, it's, it's just going to be critical. And I think that sharing that perspective uh, with our maintenance teams, it also is going to be amazing. I can't, I mean, I can't wait to see it and hear it, but, but being intentionally focused, especially for the managers, um, because we probably didn't come up through those, um, those experiences and those roles uh, whenever we became the community manager. No, you're absolutely right, Nicole. And, you know, <clears throat> just, you know, and it's not only talent, you know, that we we're going to speak of, we're not going to speak of our supplier partners as well. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the tools that we're going to be utilizing in order to, you know, strengthen our communication. And I don't know if you guys want to jump into what some of the upcoming episodes are going to be. First one is, and I love this uh, initial title because it just reminds me of uh, that Nelly hit, uh, but it's getting hot in here, HVAC season. So what, do we need to look forward to to this HVAC episode, Jason? We're going to break down HVAC systems because I know a lot of people, if they look at it, they uh, they look at an HVAC system, it can seem overwhelming, right? You see all these pipes and wires and different components. So we're going to try to break it down. We're going to break down the important pieces of an HVAC system. We're going to have a, a great professional with us that has been working with HVAC 20 plus years. We're also going to talk about what to do during PMs and how to make sure that you're better prepared for the summer season. So it's going to be a great conversation. Well, and I think if I could just step in, you know, you mentioned one of my favorite terms as an operator was always PM. And I think that's a topic that y'all are going to discuss as well. Um, So PM for anybody that hasn't heard them, it's not in the afternoon. It is, uh, it's preventative maintenance. And I, and it's a, it's a, it's a term that we coined, obviously, have you done your PMs, it's our PMs, so it's preventative maintenance and things that you focus on, on your community in order to save you time in the future. You know, things like cleaning your coils, right? Or changing out filters or, or things that you do anytime you're going into an apartment. I know Jason will take a whole topic on PMs. Um, and it's kind of one of those things that people say they don't have time to do. Um, they always have time to go back and fix all the problems, right? That are caused whenever the PM isn't done. So you know, that is going to be, you know, probably my favorite episode so far. I'm, I, I have, I'm privy to the lineup. So, uh, uh, but I love talking about PMs and the importance of it. Um, I do think it's something that um, I think that people, when they get busy, they tend to put that off to the, to the wayside instead of staying focused on getting it done. And we just end up paying the price, you know, six, mm-hmm. 12 months down the road. And I, I think that that's, that's going to be a, a key topic too that I know Jason's passionate about. No, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I really liked how you discussed, we don't have a lot of time for PM work, but we do have time to go complete all these HVAC repairs. I mean, there's one whole conversation where we talk about documentation and utilizing tools that are available to us. Because in, I don't know about you guys, but I remember when I was a maintenance supervisor and I was underneath the kitchen sink 
and a, and a community manager, a leasing agent was calling me, asking me what's going on with the apartment or what's going on with the service request. Now, if I would have utilized those tools, if those tools would have been available to me when I was a maintenance tech, I won't say how old I am. But the thing is, is that I, I know that they could have opened up the computer and they could have seen exactly what was going on with the service request or with a turnover. So right. it, it's it's pretty cool that we're, that's going to be the next conversation uh, is is getting rid of dry erase boards and and utilizing tools. Don't so. scare don't scare the audience, Jason. Hold on, we got to <laughs> ease it. We got to ease them into it, right? And but, but you know what? Listen, I I had that conversation 15 years ago, but some people yeah. are like. But they need the why. They need the why, which is what you're going to give them. Yes. Uh, but I think about that to your point, Jason. When you know when you said that you know, you're underneath the sink and you're getting blown up because you, there's a random question. Um, uh-huh. That's part of that communication piece as well. I know that you'll talk about this in your in the subsequent episodes. But you know, if you define, if you sit down as a team again, office and maintenance, and you agree, what is what constitutes an emergency? These four things, whatever they are, right? What can wait until like a 1230 check-in and a 430 check-in or again, whatever it is that you guys decide to do, then we don't need to call you in the office every five minutes, right? Because we know we're going to see you at 1230 or 430. Um, Or uh, this is something Jason wants to know about right now. Like whenever, you know, we get a call on the AC at 1030, we don't tell you at 430, we tell you at 1030, right? So it's just, what is it that is constitutes an emergency to where you need to be called underneath that sink? but 95% of it is is just uh, us reaching out and not realizing the impact of our actions and you're having to stop you know and now that re- that repair you know might not be done just then or you're doing something else and you turn, so it's it just causes more ripple effects i think than we realize mm-hmm. uh, so just things like that i think that will be so key uh, with tips and tricks and best practices for your teams again to agree on what's an emergency what questions should we ask when we get this call? You know, so I think that's also something I, I can just picture you underneath that sink going like, oh, and, uh, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not a small guy. It's, it's hard to be underneath the sink and then get your cell phone and be able to answer it. And I, I look forward to, you know, walking through the major components of an HVAC system and and learning all about, you know, our preventative maintenance and how does, you know, how our communities can save save money by, you know, just doing the little things and making sure that, everything that you have is up to up to speed that way you're not wasting more time going back wasting more money going back and then replacing things that could have been prevented now jason you did just mention something that i, I kind of want to talk about because i think it's going to be another one of our episodes on this uh that i look forward to to seeing you uh host and and pick people's brains and then share some of your own insight but getting rid of the dry erase utilizing new technology i'm assuming what is, what does that all look like so at the end of the day, we're always asking, how do I add more time back to my day? How can I be able to give myself another hour so I can be able to accomplish more tasks? And if you take into account the amount of time it takes to look at a computer and then write all the information on a dry erase board and keep a dry erase board up to speed. And then on top of that, all of the team members have to go to that dry erase board to try to figure out what their next job is or what their next duty is. And that's the problem is it could, in some of our communities, it could take 30 minutes to get from one side of the property to the other, you know, with traffic or with whatever. So if you could, if you can utilize tools, and I'm not just talking about the big box, uh, you know, MRIs, Yardies of the world. I mean, there's tools out there that you can utilize now, like that are free, the, the Asanis and stuff and, and, and Trulio's, I think it's, uh, 
I think it's, I, you know, those different organizational apps. So, but if you're a small organizer, if you're a small operator and you have maybe two or three properties, you can utilize these tools to be able to help communicate turn schedules and, and service requests or projects that you want to complete around the property. So then that way, nobody has to drive 30 minutes across the property or 20 minutes across the property to go see what their next project is. Because if you think about it, if, if I have to go drive to a dry erase board in the maintenance shop five times and it takes 20 minutes to get there, you add it up. I mean, that can be a couple hours that you need to be able to be successful. Yeah. So I that that's the whole purpose, that conversation. And, and we're going to d- dive into it and discuss what different people are using. So uh, I'm well, a big fan of uh, technology and utilizing it to be more more productive. I would love, Jason, for you to use the example just as a quick teaser that you used during our intake call, which I thought illustrated kind of form over substance. Sure. I mean, it was it was a it's a great team. They're doing an awesome job. And and uh, I just started asking questions about their turn schedule and, and how they're keeping track of it in uh, in our system. And what we found was was that all the dates, all the completion dates for a turn were the same. And so diving into it a little bit more, I found out that the the person moves out, a resident moves out of the apartment, and then it would just, they would write it down on a piece of paper or they write it down on a dry erase board. And that's how they would manage the turn process. And then when they were done, that's when they would go in and start putting all the dates in, but they would just put all the the same date. So they're just doing a function just to complete a function, but they're not utilizing the tool to be able to communicate with the leasing office about turn schedules. I mean, imagine if I was a leasing consultant, I open the computer and I see that they're planning on completing this apartment in three days from now. And I can talk to them and say, hey, is there a way that we can move the clean one more day so I can get one more day of rent out, you know, out of this apartment? So that's the thing. It's, it's we can use these tools to better communicate between the leasing team and with the maintenance staff. 100%. Absolutely. And I, and I love that story. We talked about it yesterday because it illustrates one huge pain point, I would say, that the office team and the maintenance team struggle with is that, you know, we're trying to bring them in and move them in. And then you guys are completing the make ready, right? So that, that's a huge disconnect if we're unable to trust the information in the computer or, like you said, have to go somewhere to look for it and ensure that it's updated. So, you know, those types of things, when the teams are dialed in, it just it just reduces friction, you know, just in so many ways. A couple other things I'd like to share about this series is that we've talked about setting expectations throughout this series, throughout Hints of HR too, but that's such an important piece of communication is, is setting the right expectations so that your communication isn't, you know, flawed or you're not having to deal with misunderstandings after the fact. So we really hope that that will help with the relationship between the office and maintenance teams. And then the other piece is that, Jason, you mentioned, you know, these tools and tips can work for big or small operators. And we want to encourage small operators, maybe even more so to to take some of these tools and see how they can be applied because you don't, don't necessarily have some of the same resources that a large Camden, you know, might have. So we hope that these will serve all those folks as well. You can always think about, updating a process or changing something for the better. So we hope that this really applies to everyone. Yeah, to speak on that too, Becca, you know, there's other ways uh, with technology and Jason touched base on it. There, there's free programs and there's group messaging and there's even some programs that are just a fraction of a price. I have some that I communicate with my sales team uh, through our project managers and I, I know they're out there. So, and then every different committee that we 
we work towards for TAA, our local associations. You know, there, there's ways that we can communicate with each other to keep everybody in the loop all the time. And I, I think it's the getting rid of the dry erase board. I'm a, I'm a big fan of a dry erase board, too. I have multiple of them around my offices. Don't but, let Jason come over there. Don't let him. But, but the thing is, too, I mostly rely on my technology as well and setting my alerts and my alarms and, and going back through you know, the new technology processes. That's really how I, I stay a couple of steps ahead of myself and then also be able to communicate with my team much better. So these kind of episodes uh, coming up are going to be tremendously beneficial to everybody in the industry. And I can't stress enough to your, to your operators, to, to your maintenance teams, and, and to your supplier partners. This is going to be a spinoff uh, series from TAAEF, and it's called How to Speak Maintenance with uh, Jason Fine. The wonderful Jason Fine is going to be hosting it. I think one thing that you know, I, I would love for Jason to, to speak on just a little bit. He kind of mentioned it, but yes, communication is going to be a, a big topic. Yes, understanding the, the different sides and perspectives. Having people come in that are trade, have a skilled trade, that really intrigues me a lot. And I think that that is not something we've seen. What are some of the trades that you think it's important, you know, that we schedule out these next six months or that you're thinking of bringing on um, so that we can learn more about the specific trade, not just maintenance in general? We were talking about fire and life safety vendors, plumbers, HVAC vendors, uh, definitely talking about the importance of uh, annual inspections and what to look for in sprinkler rooms. Uh, sometimes you go in a fire sprinkler room, room or riser room, and it's just a, a bundle of pipes and, and a bunch of loud, clinky you know, pumps, and it can get kind of confusing. And I've seen managers or, or district managers walk in and, and they just don't know what they're looking at. So I, I kind of want to demystify that uh, that sort of thing. I want to make sure that we we show people what to look for when they're in these spaces. Then that way it's not confusing. And they that extra set of eyes will help. So and that's what we're talking about when we say how to speak maintenance. It's it's what to look what to look for in a fire sprinkler room what to do before summer season hits and we, we need to PM or do our preventative maintenance on our HVAC units. And what can we do better as, as a group, as an industry to make sure that maintenance and office staff are, are communicating properly. So I'm excited about this series and it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it'll be fantastic, but I also feel like it's wonderful for everyone out there in operator land, which is also exciting for, for us to continue to grow and develop. So that's, you know, that, that's something to look forward to as well. So make sure that you tune in. Wish you the best of luck. Not that you're going to need it. We are excited to be able to kind of introduce you and you guys all tune in for how to speak maintenance because it will be um, a can't miss episode. Excellent. Thank all right. You. Thanks, everyone. Rebecca, Jason, Nicole, wonderful as always.